mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world, then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires, many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guests, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. Hey, we're here today with Ditch, Ditch Digger CEO. We're in our upper 60s of, uh, of uh, episodes, and we've got a great Chicagoland guy here, an entrepreneur. Matt, uh, welcome to our show, Ditch Digger CEO. Thanks for being there. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Welcome to our show, buddy. You know, we we um, you know we interview entrepreneurs from all over the country, and and uh, we uh, try to find people that lead their industries that 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 are passionate about the industries they lead, and uh, and uh, you know people that uh, you know understand the value of free markets and free enterprise, and and actually uh, you know care about uh, continually supporting you know our, our our the world of entrepreneurship as well as as well as free markets and freedom and all that. So I've I've got uh, you know we had a lot of great people on this show and uh, and you're 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 one of them now and I appreciate you being here. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Gary. So you're you're a uh, you have a recruiting business. I like the name Hirewell. That's a, that's a simple simple name that says exactly what you do, huh? Yep, that's what we try to do. We uh, we started with something a little bit clunkier. It was Human Capital Management Solutions. Uh, we rebranded ten years ago, and uh, it was definitely one of the better moves we made. So. <laughs> And uh, you know, is your uh, it, it, how long have you been in business now? Gosh, so it's been uh, roughly twenty years. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting and kind of long run, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been exciting. And uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. You know, as far as uh, family, kids, um, the startup of your business. Yeah, sure. So yeah, as you said, I'm. Born and bred in Chicago, went to University of Illinois, I guess Chicago suburbs. I did live in the city for about 15 years or so, but, you know, kind of back in the, the Northwest suburbs now, I uh, went to University of Illinois. Uh, that's where my wife went. We met, met post-college. We've got a couple kids, uh, 14, 15 years old. So, you know, kind of dealing with some teenagers at home. Um, but yeah, so I started Hirewell, gosh, 20 years ago. So it's been, uh, been quite a wild, wild ride. Um, you know, first 10 years, we started as a pure play technology recruiting firm. Um, then we started to grow up those first 10 years and, and moved into what I consider like a, a full service kind of boutique, you know, talent solutions provider search firm. Um, then really over the last year or so, we made kind of another sort of big switch and kind of, you know, growth. I mean, we took some um, some growth capital about a year ago to invest in technology, to, you know, invest in, in, in you know, M&A. And so we've grown, we're now upwards of, you know, 200 people, you know, globally, people in, you know, I think four different continents, but, you know, that's roughly 150 people in the U.S. and then, you know, the rest in, in Europe or Asia. Um, so, yeah, it's been an interesting ride. We, we've invested heavily in technology and software. We have a couple kind of software companies within the, the recruiting space that, you know, support our team. But then we also sell those products directly to our clients. 
So, you know, our goal behind all this is I've been in recruiting and, and, and talent solutions for a while. The goal has really been to, you know, to disrupt a, an industry that's, you know, fragmented and, and you know, is, is something that is, you know, a lot of companies struggle with. And it's, you know, something, an area we think is, uh, you know, right for disruption. No doubt about it. I mean, you look at today and, you know, hiring, hiring people and, and finding the people that are the right fit for your culture and your core values. Not always easy, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. And uh, you need a partner in recruiting and headhunt, you know, how we call them headhunters and, and recruiters that actually know your company and understand what you're looking for, right? How, how do you uh, how do you guys try to, how do you guys differentiate and, and disrupt this fragmented industry um, when you think about you know a company like ours, like we're, we we have we have 13 little companies and uh, from from small to mid-sized companies, we might have 500 or 550 total employees. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't, we don't lose a lot of people, but we continue to grow. And then we do have probably a 5% replacement, I'm guessing 5 to five to 10% that, that are, are um, that fall off on an annual, annual basis, I'm guessing. Um, so for us, it's, it's a tough, tough part of our business is, is finding the right people. How do you guys, how do you guys uh, guide and, and assist companies like ours or diff- different industries probably than ours? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, we've, as we've grown, you know, we, we, you know, really try to take a consultative approach and, and partner with our clients that can be everything from, you know, one-off executive search to find a key leader for, a, you know, either an existing business or kind of a new, you know, sort of business unit for companies, as well as sort of building the teams around that person, you know, provide, provide people, a lot of kind of volume hiring initiatives. So companies need to hire five, 10, 50 people over, you know, kind of a short period of time. And recognize they need a partner to sort of you know facilitate or augment their existing team. Um, you know, we also provide what we call like outsourced recruiting, or you know, we call it on-demand recruiting, where you know we'll 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 put one of our team members basically embed them into a, a company's you know hiring function. They could sort of take over the whole hiring process, or you know, work alongside their existing recruiting team. And just you know, again, with the, the concept of hey, we've we've got a great group of people; they're experts at this. We spend you know, quite a bit of money on technology. We have a, a great process built and, you know, hiring people's hard. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's frankly been a challenging market to hire for, you know, quite a while, uh, you know, really the last 10 years straight. And it's, you know, the, the, the number of people in the workforce is, seems to be shrinking for a variety of reasons. And so to find top talent, is, it's tricky. And so, you know, I think for companies that recognize, hey, this is how we're going to win. This is how we're going to be effective. Like they recognize they need great people and they either need to spend a lot of money to build that function in-house or they need a you know, great partner to help them do it. So you guys will do either or, will you, will you build a function and you know, will you take companies and build a, build out that kind of department, that hiring department then? Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty common thing we do. I mentioned we started off as a, a technology recruiting firm at first. That's still the biggest area we do. But probably the, the second biggest is, you know, we call it our HR and, and, and talent recruiting practice where we help, you know, everything under like from a CHRO to you know, heads of talent acquisition. We'll help companies hire those people. We'll help people hire individual recruiters. Um, you know, so I mean, this year we probably, you know, placed 200 people within that function. So CHROs, heads of heads of HR, heads of people, heads of talent acquisition, corporate recruiters. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of how we like to, to work with companies. You know, we, we love partnering with kind of early stage growth companies that are growing. So like their needs for talent change. So sometimes it's kind of onesie, twosie people, which we can help them with. And then if they hit a certain point where they realize, all right, we need to build this function in house, we help them do it. Um, you know, That's it's been cool. a, yeah, it's been a pretty volatile market as you can imagine over the last couple of years and coming out of COVID companies, you know, were really cut back on their internal recruiting. 
So then they need to rely on firms like us to help them to augment it. Then they've built up, you know, kind of these large internal recruiting departments. And unfortunately, now that hiring has slowed a little bit, we're seeing, unfortunately, those roles get cut, you know, at a, at a disproportionate number. So, um, you know, I think companies realize, hey, we still need to hire kind of specific people. So we, you know, we're able to help them there and, and, and do it that way. And so, so when I, when I think about uh, you know recruiting that we've we've hired out here and there, it doesn't seem much. It doesn't seem a lot like what you're talking about, right? They'll basically send us people. We'll tell them who we, what type of positions we're looking for. They'll send us person after person, and they'll follow up. They'll you know they'll be kind of part of it. But um, I never I've never heard anybody that does what you're doing. Is this a big differentiator between you and others in the in the industry? Yeah, I think so. Listen, you know, there's a lot of recruiters out there. I mean, there's you know, it's <laughs> there are. You know, throw a you know a, a ball down the street, and you probably hit two recruiters along the way. That it's, it's a very you know, it's, there's a lot of people that do it, and I think you know, it's there's some that are great, and then there's some that are not so great. And I think like you know, taking a little bit more of that high level, high touch approach, I think really helps us helps us differentiate. I mean, you know, we this year I was, I was looking at our kind of yearly totals. I think we helped 450 clients hire you know in excess of, of 2,000 people, and so it's it's some pretty large numbers. But, you know, and those are places we worked with for three, five, you know, 10 plus years. And so, you know, I think it just by spending the time to really understand our clients, understand what they're looking for, you know, we, we ultimately just kind of become an extension of them. And, you know, and it, it takes a little bit of a, a change in mindset for companies where you realize, hey, this is, you know, this is something where I need to make sure I get the best people in and I, I need to invest in a partnership versus just, you know, being seen as another vendor. And you know, I think that's what we really work hard to, to, to separate ourselves from. I, I agree with you hundred percent, Matt. And I, you know, my, our growth in our businesses have been because of that exact same thing, you know, there, there's thousands and thousands of people that do what we do, pave, pave parking lots and do the work we do in concrete and asphalt. Right. But we've, we, we chose to really understand the engineering of our industry and then consult on, on the right mix designs and the right engineering and help our customers make long-term decisions on maintaining large portfolios. Right. Kind of the same thing, no? That that turned into are, are, are what are you? You're in YPO, you said. Yes. What which which uh, chapter are you in? Uh, Chicagoland. Okay, so my son Austin's in in Windy City, where I I started. I was in Windy City. I think I got into 20 years ago, 19 okay. years ago. Now I'm in now I'm in uh, Chicagoland. Gold. Uh, YPO, YPO Gold and Heartland Gold. I'm in like three chapters, but anyway, it's been a, a valuable, valuable uh, network to be part of. As I, I hope you're finding out. But uh, when when I when I look at uh, the most successful business models back when I joined, right, it was those that were consulting and and really leading their customers uh, when it comes to, to come to delivering technology, leading their leading their industries, delivering technology that their competition didn't uh, invest in. So. Um, I, I kind of followed that a lot more than I did prior. And, and it, it really brought me to, you know, our, our industry lacked engineering. Uh, you'd, you'd have to go pay for engineering if you if you had a paving company that, that was going to do work for you. They didn't do much engineering. You know, go find somebody basically is what anybody told them, and me included. Naturally, I said, I got to find better, you know, the best engineers I can find in the world, given my customers, and, and then, you know, consult to them to make better decisions. Um, and, and we did that. That was the late 90s. And then, uh, more recently, we started we started giving away engineering across the country 12, 15 years ago to the biggest building owners in the country. And then uh, seven years ago, I turned to my son, Austin, who's a YPR today, who, who's, who really formulated a, uh, a technology business where we use drones and artificial intelligence 
to do that consulting everywhere in the every what originally was everywhere in the country. Now it's everywhere across the globe. And that business or that that product or service spun into a business by itself. And that business is our fastest growing company that actually needs help from you. We'll talk about that later. But so, yeah. growing fast, we need to hire my ears. We need to hire we got to hire a lot of people right now. We've got maybe 30 people on that team, and we're going to need another 70 to 100 in the next year um, as we're growing super fast. But we need technology, you know, project management, um, you know, leadership, a lot of different positions in that company. So we'll talk about that. Um, and you, you have to meet my son, Austin. You'll like him. He's probably, probably right around your age, maybe a hair younger than you, but um, good guy. Right. Um, but either way, same same thing. It sounds like you're doing the same thing. You're You're becoming your customer's trusted advisor first. Um, and with that relationships happen, right? Whether it's you placing somebody, helping them place somebody in their, their business or you being the, 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 uh, recruiting company that recruits farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is it just one, is one, one, one company that does either or right now, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, it's all under, I mean, we, we, you know, we made a couple acquisitions. So we, we operate under essentially like, you know, four brands now it's Triton exec is our executive search arm. Airwell does kind of everything from, you know, VP down to kind of, you know, volume hiring, um, you know, Rainmakers, which is a, it's a, a firm we bought that is a, a, a talent marketplace for, for sales professionals. So that's kind of the digital sort of version of what we do. And then the, the fourth yep. company, is Sourcewell, which is a, a technology product that helps sort of automate the, the finding of talent via you know AI and machine learning. But yes, but Hirewell is kind of the, awesome. the major brand. So, and is it are they three are they four different LLCs though, or are they divisions within Hirewell? Well, yeah, they're all you know kind of under the like under these the same kind of talent ecosystem we're building under Hirewell. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and so so I I did. Initially, for the first twenty years, I did kind of that. I had divisions within the, my 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 company, and then eventually, I found that that I had more success for me and my friends do it. My friends that do it the way you're talking and the way I used to do it. Friends that do it my way, but I've I've been sp- spinning out companies with with you know basically new LLCs that basically take on a service that we found success in, and then that then I then I we have a general manager that turns into a if he, if he or she is successful turns into a president or a CEO. Cool. As they grow it, um, to expose that business that that service to the market, under our under our sales team, our accounting team, um, you know they they basically use our 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 back office and all that. But we found success in, in yeah. having those having yeah having those individual companies excel, create value. If I they need to raise money or do anything, they they can do that, and then use the shared services to be leaner, meaner, and feel like a big company fast. So our yeah. our a new company that does a couple million the first year for us will feel like a hundred million dollar company uh, because they've got the backup of, uh, of our, our back offices that manage over 250 million of businesses. Right. So yeah. um, so sounds like, you know, you're, you're right now you're in that mode and maybe that's where you stay. I've seen my friends that have be- the best luck doing that as long as they can peel, peel a one division off to sell it as a company. And they, you know, the books are clean and clear. Yeah. They can do that. Right. Um, so yeah, it, 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 people find different ways of, of doing that in their own industries and, and and personally what's best for them, right? That's that's interesting. You're, you're currently doing kind of like four divisions, yeah. um, and a customer can a customer can choose they like one or the other or, or all you know all of them. Yeah. Like that, right? yeah, the way we you know they're all very they're all selling to the same kind of general person, which could be a business owner, could be a head of HR, could be a, you know head of, of talent. Um, 
but like they do slightly different things. So there's overlap, but like, you know, it becomes sort of an, each is like a slightly different solution that can be sold. So the idea is, you know, we, we, you know, we want to have a kind of a solution for everybody when it comes to recruiting and talent and hiring. And so it could be, you know, part, part with us to do it all part with us kind of for this one key senior level role, you know, use us to build out a division or start using our tools and technology to do it yourselves. If you know, if you, if you think you, you know, you think you have the, the internal function built, but you just need a little bit of help. So. Well, and what's, and what's crazy, right. Is, is when you do these things like you're doing in some ways, people on the outside will say, Hey, Matt, you're, are, are you're, you're, you're cutting off your, you know, you're, you're, you're cutting off some of your business and your opportunity by giving him this more efficient thing that costs them less money. Right. And, and, but if you're smart, like you're saying, yes, but if I can scale that technology, maybe it costs less, but I can scale it globally um, way better value for, for you personally and, and, and the marketplace. Right. Yeah. And sure. And, you know, I mean, we, like when we made our first switch, like we used to just do technology recruiting. Right. And then we started an HR practice where we'd help our companies hire internal recruiters and build that out. And, you know, a lot of companies don't want to do that because, it, it, you know, it helps companies stop using you. But the fact is, they're going to stop using you <laughs> regardless. You know what I mean? If they're, if they're committed to going a different direction, you might as well help them get there versus let, let somebody else do it. It's sort of our philosophy. So, you know, you create a stronger long-term relationship by not only selling one thing and like not being able to help companies through their journey as they, you know, as they evolve. So. I, lo- I love it. I think it, I think it's, you're on the right track. And I, we we found you know, initially we were apprehensive in doing that. Nowadays we we not only will build a, a concrete or asphalt parking lot anywhere in America, all right. We'll we'll also project manage one for a customer using other people, or uh, or or we'll do you know one phase but not all of it, or we'll just consult to them and and tell them what they got, what they need to do, and and, and basically lay out the specifications on what to do. Right. So we'll do one of four or five different things for a customer. And we find that that gives them options as you, as you're doing, right. Gives them options and they're not, they don't, they don't feel pressured either way from, from you to do, you know, to do one or the other. We, yeah. We're one of the only companies in the country that paved concrete or asphalt and it will engineer both and all that. Well, some people will say we're, we're kind of the Benedict Arnold of asphalt pavers because we, we do a lot of concrete paving. And at first, you know, th- that wasn't common that anybody did that. And now, and now we, we do that everywhere in the country. It's, Again, same way, you know, for you, people could say, Matt, you're crazy, man. You're, 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 you're ruining this business by, by giving them that business. Yeah. But no, actually, if you're serving that customer and that cu- the customer, you know, he talks about, you know, the, the excellence you provide, you're not losing. And, and, and how, how often is that, that CHRO become a relation, you know, a relationship that back, that basically um, it relies on you in the future, right? Yeah. Because they trust you, they know you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's we we went through. We had a, a company, you know, company wide meeting. So we had you know roughly 110 people that made it into Chicago last week. And we were just trying to explain to our team like the vision of why we do that and how like you know you don't we don't need us you know we we we're gonna do you know upwards of you know 50 million in revenue this year and like that's with no real sales force right. It's it's all just kind of relationship sales and and, and leveraging off kind of what we have. And then you just you know you, you could hire an army of, of you know kind of. BDRs and they couldn't replicate what we have because you just, you, you can't beat those relationships. And as you said, like when you, you know, the head of HR and, and you've worked with that person for five or 10 years, like you can't get that person on the phone these days, but if, if they know who you are, like, they, they, you know, they'll talk to you and they hopefully come to you, you know, you know, proactively. Absolutely. Now what, 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 uh, what division or what, what uh, part of your business do you feel like has the most opportunity for growth in the coming, you know, three to five years? 
<laughs> it's a good question. I mean, like, honestly, like the short answer is it's sort of like almost all of it, but I, I will speak to kind of one area that's a newer thing and it, it's probably a little bit more applicable to your world. Um, you know, as I said, we started with, you know, pure technology. We always kind of done more like the, you know, the corporate functions. So everything from, you know, sales, technology, you know, HR, marketing, finance and accounting. Um, but we, you know, we'd always done quite a bit like in supply chain and manufacturing and distribution, but like we never really like branded it its own thing. And, you know, but it's become like this, you know, million dollar business underneath kind of the umbrella. So we're formalizing it. We've really been formalizing over the last six months and rolling that out. And, you know, and it's interesting like that, like the diversity of like services and offerings helps us. And that's an area where, you know, the job market is still really tough and companies are struggling to hire. And, and you know, it, like the area you, you talked about, it would fall under that where, all right, you know, so big tech companies have slowed down hiring or, you know, different things have slowed down hiring. But, you know, the fact is unemployment is still 3.7%. Like there's just a shortage of people out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not really always, you know, it's not as sexy as like, you know, software or tech, but it's, you know, it's, it's places that, you know, pay well, need good people and, and, and need help. And then we're excited to kind of really expand, you know, further into it. Absolutely. When, when you, uh, you know, when, when you started this business, what, what, uh, what gave you the idea, what, the idea that you could be an entrepreneur and, and start something? What, you know, what, what, uh, what motivated you to think you could do it? Well, it, I wish it was a better story than it, it is. Um, so I was in recruiting. I hadn't done it for very long. And, you know, like, obviously, I still date myself a bit, but back, you know, the dot com, you know, boom days of like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, I was, you know, had just gotten into recruiting and was, was you know, doing pretty well. And kind of as well as we were doing, you know, it's clear my, like, the industry was falling apart when the dot com crash hit because that was very much the space we were in. And um, my company went out of business. And so, you know, I was, whatever, 25 years old and, and, didn't have a lot of options that I'd either get out of the recruiting industry or start my own company. So I'm like, all right, I'll start my own. And, uh, you know, with like a couple other folks and, you know, so it was, it was a pretty lean couple of years because it was a really, really tough market. Um, but, you know, we persevered, we got through it and, uh, you know, it took a little longer that the, the journey to get where we wanted to go was longer than, you know, anticipated, but it worked out. So. So you started uh, with yourself and a couple of friends or tell, tell us about that start, what that looked like and how, how old you're 24, five years old, you said? Yeah. Yeah. When I was 20, I guess 25, 26. Um, yeah. It was, you know, just people I went to college with, it was all people who kind of, we've been in the industry before, um, you know, those have kind of, you know, peeled off through the years, but yeah, it was, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a little easier to start. It's, it's really hard to start on your own, right. If you're just one person with an idea, like God bless, but I think it's a really tough, like kind of, path to travel. So, you know, starting a few people, like you're, you all sort of, you know, you're not exactly on the same page, but you're, you know, you're all kind of going in the general direction of just hustling to try to, you know, find clients, find business, get things going and, and kind of get things moving. And then, you know, just it, it like I said, I, you know, kind of a couple of years into it, we started to get some traction, started to hire a few people and, and then off we were. Awesome. Now, uh, had you had you seen you know success in entrepreneurs before? Did were there people in your life, mentors, or anybody else that you yeah, saw? I mean, that? Yeah, my my dad's an attorney, but he'd had his own practice forever. So yeah, I mean it was it, like it, it. I think that helps, like you know, it, like not being scared of it. I think that's probably like the you know. I mean, it, it's like I I, I don't know. I, I'm I think I just kind of the right level of stubbornness. Where if I'm going to do something, I'm going to just 
do it till it works. And so um, I think that's kind of the key thing. Like, you know, it's sure I'd love to have the best idea in the world. If you don't have the best idea in the world, at least just work really hard and out, you know, out, <laughs> out, uh, out work everyone else. And that was, that's just kind of been the, the philosophy. That's the key really. Right. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're, if you like working hard, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll work through any, any major problems in the long run. Yeah. If you love your industry, if you're passionate about your, the industry you're serving, the people you're serving, the people that are that are on your team that that you need to make sure you know have jobs in the future, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, all those things will drive you if you really care. Yeah. If you don't like, if you if you're not passionate about industry, then get out of it because that, none of that stuff works out too well. Yeah, um, and that's been you know like if I think about kind of like you know, we've hit a few inflection points in the company, and, and you know like we like the, our leadership team. I mean, there's there's you know effectively kind of you know sort of six of us kind of on the core leadership team, and then another you know, five that we just promoted or four that we just promoted a partner. I mean, you know, they've all collectively been with us for, I think the the most recent hire has been here, I think six years, the longest tenure has been, you know, been with me 17 years. So it's, it's a group that like, you know, it, it helps like having that really strong leadership team who are bought in, you know, just phenomenal what they do, able to execute, able to drive business, helping kind of set this, the direction and strategy. So it's, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a, you know, great team to really help you know, progress what we're, what we're doing. So any, anything you guys use when it comes to strategy and, and vision and, and build, you know, stuff to keep your team on, on course. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys look at? So it's interesting, like, you know, we've been doing this for 20 plus years and, you know, I, I, I started my career in consulting. So I, I feel like I've, you know, kind of got that process mindset, but I'm also not always the most structured. So for the longest time is all sort of kind of self-built, um, I think one thing we've recognized over the past six months is, you know, we have some pretty ambitious growth plans and, and you know, we're looking to, you know, double or, you know, triple this thing over the next, you know, five years. And so we need more process. We, we need more structure. So actually very early in the stages with EOS, um, just did kind of the first two meetings, but, uh, you know, entrep entrepreneurial operating system, you know, I've, I've been referred to it and, you know, did a decent amount of research and kind of other things like that and talking to a few integrators, but, you know, I'm excited about kind of what that's going to do for us. So who's the uh, who's the visionary in your in your businesses? Who's the visionary? Who's the uh, operational mind or the you know the uh, the driver? And who's the, who's the visionary? Um, I mean, it's the hard part is I think the mistake I made is I I played too many of those roles for too long. So that's sort of what we're you know like I think I did both and, and I think I did both pretty well, but also have some you know if you look at like the like the breakdown of what the the key skills are, I think I'm like. I'm really half of each, you know, um, yeah. but like, I think that's sort of like, and, and, you know, so I, as we kind of go through this, we're, you know, as I said, a couple of the key leaders are taking on some of those roles and really just kind of better defining our structure. I mean, if you looked at our org structure, especially like six months ago, it, it was a bit of a mess, you know, I mean, like we built a great team, but like the org chart was just kind of like, you know, it's so. But you're probably an organization that, that you know titles aren't don't mean as much as, as some some organizations, right? I mean, we've got that way too. We're not we're not into titles too much, although you know we have titles because people want want to know who you are, what you do. But we we don't talk about them that much, and we're not not into it much. But you kind of have to have you know some some organizational structure when it comes to um, you know that chain of command and all that. And and, and I, we started EOS probably six or seven years ago. We still use it today. And, uh, and it's it's actually a good way to look at things, right? Because yeah. oftentimes a visionary, and I'm I'm more visionary, um, gets gets caught in in uh, operations and and execution 
spends a lot of time in and they're not passionate about it and, and they get dragged down. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are a lot of people that are, that are great at executing and op in operations um, are asked to, to be visionaries too, and which, and they're maybe not very comfortable doing it. So to, fi to figure that out is, is, a, is important for sure. And yeah. then getting, getting, getting those both sides. And, and, and I've actually, we got one CEO of ours that's really spectacular, both. And uh, does a great job on both sides of it, but um, he's he's definitely more passionate about the vision side, and now has a, a person that's executing more on the operation side than than he was, um, and he's he's got, he's more comfortable, he's happier with that, right? Um, but again, identifying that where's your passion, where who, who's passionate about each is important, and once you get that straight, I I, I believe that uh, you know you you can uh, you, you'll you'll get more people to buy into your plan when. The, the visionary is challenged by by your by the leadership team and and your your partners right and then and then on the operations side when that person that's in charge of operations execution of the plan um, it you know it has to bounce it off of the visionaries and everybody else um, you get buy-in again right and when, once there's buy-in on all sides you go forward and things work out pretty well so our our growth has been crazy in the last you know five five six years and I think a lot of it's due to you know the organizational structure and how we how we change and and actually use EOS uh, to help on that side. So that's, that's, that's funny. You're using it too, because yeah, there, yeah. there are more, there are more and more people are using it, but I think it's going around the YPO network a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. If you ever need help on that, or you want to bounce stuff off of my, our leaders, uh, you know, our, our CFO is very strong on the operational side. Uh, uh, he, he oversees all our companies, financials, and my, uh, my Austin, uh, our CEO oversees, uh, a lot, a lot of the, the visionary with, along with me, and it's a, it's a lot of fun when you, when you're, when you get people to, to, to roll in the same direction, right. Instead of, instead of who I used to be, the, the visionary who just told everybody we're going to do and had this great vision. I, I'm really pumped up and excited about it. And people just kind of nodded their head, but right. half of them were saying you're, you're crazy. There's no way it's going to happen. And therefore they probably weren't you know, rolling the same direction at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, so you're, you're, you're kind of pulling the, pulling them along instead of them really pushing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think we have that today more than ever. So that's pretty cool. Um, when, when you look at, uh, uh, when, when you, when you think about, uh, you know, YPO, what do you, what do you get out of that that you might not have otherwise? I mean, what, what have you found that's been a, been a blessing to you, um, since being in YPO and how long have you been in? Um, four years now, I think. So it, it's, it's been, you know, it's been a, a Good amount of time, you know. I, 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 you know, I wish I joined sooner, honestly. But it's it's been great. I mean, it's 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 a great combination of people, you know, exposure, kind of just what you see, what you do. I mean, obviously the events are phenomenal, and those are you know a lot of fun. But I think just the the the, the people you get to meet and the things you get to see and do, you know, are, are truly unique, right? And so. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, it's, it pushed me in a variety of ways, which I, I think is exciting. Um, and, you know, and just being able to, I mean, everybody talks about like forum and the values of that, of like, you know, getting to know and like having that peer group outside of business that you can truly open up to. It's hard, you know, I mean, I, I'm someone who internalizes a lot. So it's, it's you know, it, it's, it's nice to have others who, you know, they may not know your business perfectly, but they're, you know, everybody's dealing with the same stuff, right? You know, it's all, yeah. you know, it's, you know, like life's hard. There's a lot of challenges and, and uh, you know, so it's just kind of nice to be able to, to talk about things, strategize about things and, and, you know, and really kind of bounce those ideas off of people. Absolutely. And, and what I found was, you know, I, I do, I actually like to network and, and, you know, find mentors and mentor other people. 
I think there's there's no better place to engage in all that than YPO. But and I think people can do it otherwise too. I've I've, I've mentored some of my friends that that aren't qualified to be in YPO to build their own kind of little board or their own forum, right? Of uh, people they respect, people that they can they can aspire to be like if they want, or or um, uh, aspire just just to just to be within their top ten, you know, group of, of friends. And it works out, right? I mean, um, but but YPO gives you that kind of an unfair advantage, in my opinion, in that you can reach reach out across the globe to people in your industry or outside your industry or um, you know, just people you want to, you want to meet and, and and talk to and share experiences with. So for me, it's been, it's been amazing. And I, and I would recommend anybody to, you know, to get engaged in the board and lead, you know, when you're, when you're leading YPORs on top of just being part of it, uh, you, you'll, you'll get, you'll get that much more out of it. It's incredible. And so um, I don't, I'm not sure if you got in the board yet or anything like that, but. I am not. I mean, I, I just, I feel like I know everybody in there is busy, but I just sort of use it as an excuse. I'm like I just, I, you know, I feel like I'm just <laughs> with too much going on, but you know, I, I just, you know, I go to meetings. I, you know, I, I right now I'm our, our forum moderator. So planning that stuff is, I feel like it's, it's taken on a life of its own, but it's still like, it's, it's been a great, you know, it's been a great thing. Yeah. So, so I, and I, I felt just like you did. So did my son. We, we both eventually got involved in, in the, in the board and it got a lot more out of YPO than we ever imagined. And then in my industry, I got involved in the, in the global board for co- the construction network. And I'm not sure what there, I bet there's something in your industry too, globally, you can get involved in. That's where I probably picked up the most when it came to innovation and, uh, you know, people really progressing and, and moving in, you know, moving forward the industry um, of, of construction and engineering that, that I'm part of, right? I'm not sure if there's anything like that out there, but but globally, when you can network with people in your industry, um, you know, really driving the industry forward is pretty cool when you can be yeah. dealing with engineers from, from in my industry it was in, engineers from germany latvia israel that that really helped me uh look look for and find the best uh engineering in my industry that i could give to my customers so um yeah, have you, i assume do you do you like uh patrick gallagher or gallagher asphalt like he, patrick's in my uh forum i don't know if you know they're, they're amazing his uh his big brother's my buddy uh they are the they're charlie gallagher uh, they're they're great people um mm-hmm. gallagher's are great great people um, I've, I've known them since I was probably Charlie Gallagher, who's the older brother. I've known him since I was, we were probably in our, I was probably in my early twenties, even in his late twenties, early thirties, became good friends with them. They're very innovative. They're, they're a great family. So yeah, yeah. make sure you, make sure you say hi to them. But yeah, before I was in YPO, it was people like Charlie Gallagher that I looked upon, looked to to say, what's he doing, right? How, how's he doing yeah. it? How can I be more like him? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's an example of a probably third third generation right family business mm-hmm. that are still cranking, doing great things, pushing the industry forward, and uh, that's uh, they're 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 a great great company. So I tell yeah. tell them I said hi. Yeah, we'll do. I said hi. Yeah, yeah. But either way, yeah, you're, and that's the cool thing about YPO or any type of networking, right? When you can meet people that come from you know old school businesses, they're three generations uh, uh, old, or 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 like you or I, you know, first generation entrepreneurs the the mix that you can you can learn yeah. from them all is incredible right um so it's that it's it's all about you know how do how do we surround ourselves with with amazing people that can challenge us to get better right by sharing their experiences with us and uh and that, that's kind of what you're doing right now dude actually mm-hmm. you know, you're you're uh we're I'm, I'm, we're picking your brain we're you're sharing experiences so that that uh you know more people can can enjoy this entrepreneurial life that we do yeah um, so What's what? Uh, what do you feel like? Uh, what do you feel like is is going to is, is going to challenge you the most in the in the next you know five? When you look at the the economy, you look at 
you know, the job market, you think about everything out there. What's, what keeps you up at night when you think about the future of your industry or business in general? Yeah, it's, I mean, short term, it is absolutely what's happening in the economy right now. I mean, we, you know, we, last year we had a phenomenal year. This year has been, it's been better, but, you know, we're seeing softening. So like first half of the year was just on fire. Third quarter, you know, we saw probably a 10% dip, pricing, you know, equal to that, you know, in, in Q4, some of that seasonal. I mean, Q4 tends to be a little bit slower in our world. So it's just, you know, the million dollar question for all of us is like, what the heck's going to happen in 2023? Like, you know, it's, I mean, not to, you know, I don't know if either of us are completely qualified to, to talk about what the Fed's doing. I don't think they're handling this right. I think they're, I think they start waited too long to start raising rates. And I think they're not raising them too long. And I think they're, you know, they're making this harder than it needed to be. Like, you know, a year ago, they're still trying to say, you know, inflation was transitory, right? Like it clearly wasn't. Mm -hmm. They botched that. And now like they're using the the labor market as like the, the proxy, like, you know, unemployment is 3.7% and they're using that as the issue. But you know, it, it's not, that's not the issue. There's not enough people working. There's not enough people in the workforce. Labor participation rate is, is near an all-time low, you know, whether you want to talk about like immigration at the top end, not having enough H-1B visas or, you know, at the bottom end, not having enough people for the, you know, the services, jobs and different things. It's just, there's not enough people working. And so to try to, you know, raise inflation to, you know, kind of squash whatever's happening or, you know, raise unemployment to squash inflation. It's just, it's, it's gonna, I, I think it could have a catastrophic effect. So it's it scares me, you know. And hopefully, hopefully, I'm being too, you know, pessimistic on it. That's just kind of my nature is always to think of the worst and be prepared for it. But you know, it, it's it's hard to say what's gonna happen. No, you know, I don't, I don't think it's. I, I think you're right on. Unfortunately, I think you're right on. I think they're doing things exactly the way, you know, exactly the opposite of what I've learned. Right. I think we we incentivize people to work. So the workforce is, is, is the you know labor force is is vibrant. Um, and uh, instead of incentivizing people to stay home as we did for so long, which is yeah. stupid and ignorant. Um, and then, and then when it comes to the, 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 the interest rates, I mean, they're raising them way too fast in my opinion um, to, to think that they're going to slow down inflation uh, with, with, you know, as they raise, well, if, if they continue to throw, throw fake money into the marketplace as they're doing, doesn't matter what they do where, you know, inflation is going to continue to skyrocket, even with higher interest rates, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bad combination in my opinion, and, and I'm you know I'm a pretty conservative guy, and uh, I, don't, I don't like what's going on as an entrepreneur. I think uh, you know we want we want uh, free markets to 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 just uh, blossom, and we want America. I want American jobs and American businesses to be the the best and strongest in the country in the world, and and I want Illinois to be the strongest market because that's where I'm from in the country. And unfortunately, I, I believe our state is the worst when it comes yeah. to jobs and job creation. Our country is is not as com as competitive as we as we should be, and we're not we're going to be a lot worse if they continue on the way we're going. So, I think you know business leaders like you and I need to be conscious of it and talk about it, and not be shy about it. So, I I appreciate that 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 that, that you know you're thinking on the terms you are because I believe you're right on. Yeah. And I think we have too too many of us in YPO, my friends in YPO, and too many of my friends are very successful. Um, that don't want to get in the weeds and talk about this stuff, even though they know in many cases, they know what's going on is wrong. They don't want to put their neck out there and talk about it. So I, I talk about it maybe too much. I ran for governor basically on this, on, on, on these subjects because I'm, I'm bothered at our, our, our great state of Illinois being the laughing stock in the country when it comes to um, uh, our, our economy, our, our debt, our, our unemployment, the way we're, the way we're treating jobs and, and, uh, 
And so I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed by the highest ta- being the highest tax in the country, highest regulated environment in the country, and the worst performing, right, yeah. on so many levels. So for me, you know, that, that stuff uh, I, I take seriously. And I think it, it's, it's, it's people like you that, that uh, drive this economy. It's young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that take risk every day that drive our economy and, and drive the success of our, not just our state, but our country. So um, I'm, I'm worried as, as you are a little bit, but, you know, I'm going to work my butt off and my team's going to work our butt off to get through anything that's thrown yeah. at us. But, but there's a lot of, lot of great entrepreneurs and businesses that will fall by the wayside that shouldn't, in my opinion. And that's, that's, uh, that's what bothers me. That's what keeps me, me I, I, I asked you when you answered, the, but that's what keeps me up at night, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe similar. So, but uh, when, when, you, uh, when you think about your kids, you got two kids, 14, 15, girl, boy, what? Yeah, one of each, 15-year-old boy and then 14-year-old girl. All right. And uh, you know what? What do you what do they, what do you see them at? What do you what are you mentoring them to be besides great human beings? It's a great question. You know, you want to like it's hard as a parent, like you want to push them, but not you know in the wrong direction or too hard. And and, and so, you know, it, it's like yeah, it's interesting. Like I I don't you know like my my dad didn't like he didn't he pushed me away from being a lawyer, which I was happily chose not to. Um, but then, you know, years and years later, he's like, oh, I wish you'd have come and done this. I'm like, well, you know, you, you, you said not to for all, all those years, so I went a different direction. Um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily want to push either of them to do what I do, but, you know, you want, like, it, it's, I have a unique or kind of a, an interesting view, except just being, a, you know, in recruiting all these years, like, you see what all these other people do, so you know a lot about, you know, business and kind of where the jobs are. And, and I think it will be fascinating to see where the jobs are in, you know, 10, 20 years, Um you know, and, and, you know, I think like the world's continually changing what the jobs are, you know, they're going to evolve. And, and so you want to make sure that they're set up to be successful and kind of be happy and, and do well. And so, yes, I mean, I think entrepreneurialism is is a great thing. It's a hard thing to, to teach. Like I, I push them to do it, but like, you know, it's not everybody's really wired that way. But I think, you know, I don't know if I was when I was their age either. So it's just kind of pushing them to to hustle and, and work hard and, and, and whatever they want to do, just work their hardest at and be successful. So and be happy. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that's, it's, uh, I, I've had, you know, my friends that do all different things, right. Some friends of mine, they, they kind of, um, their, their stories they tell and, and their, and the goals they, they set uh, for their kids kind of guide them into their family business. And then other friends of mine push them away from their family business. Right. Um, or the, and I, mean, and I, 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 I never considered myself a family business until, some of my, my kids and, and family members started coming to work for me. Right. But um, either way, I, I found I'm, I'm blessed that I, you know, I had a great wife that and, my, and myself that believed that we're just going to, we're just going to promote, uh, you know, j- just living, living your best life and, and doing what you're passionate about. Right. And so I, I always talked about what I did in business and, had, and I, and I was excited to come home and, and talk at dinner time about the fun things I did at work or great things that happened. And then, I would also tell them about the bad things that happened, right? When, when we were struggling in business or when there's issues or somebody got hurt in a job or whatever, I, I come home and tell them all the stories. Right. And, uh, and my kids, I didn't think would be interested in my business at all. Right. My, my business, when my kids were young was a small business and dirty business. I'd, I'd come home. I, I looked like I, you know, came out of a garbage dump or whatever. I mean, I, you know, black hands and, and, and asphalt in my fingernails and, and, uh, you know, dusty and dirty, whatever. Right. And, and so, didn't think my kids would be into this thing, but um, as I, as I continued the business, it grew. We had lots of opportunities, and my and my kids went to college, not thinking they're going to come back in our businesses. But 
Um, eventually, there are so many different opportunities from for my daughter who had a mar- business marketing mind and my son who had more of an entrepreneurial mind um, to, to get involved. There are so many options for them to get involved that they found after doing other jobs, my son built his own business and my daughter uh, went to work for other people. But bottom line, either way, they came into the business and they, with 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 a passion just to serve and 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 they kind of found their niche within our businesses. But I think if I would if I had told them stay away, they would have stayed away. If I told them that they must come, they would feel pressured on coming and 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 all my kids would be involved in business and probably not the best thing either. So I, I just feel like if, if you're passionate about what you do, like as you are, your your kids are gonna love that. And if, and whether they choose your business or another business, they're gonna take that passion into whatever they're gonna do. And that's that in my opinion, that's the most important thing that they live a passionate life to to serve others and and uh, and uh, you know serve serve for me serve God first and family first uh, you know and then after that your customers hopefully your teammates um, if you if you're you know, if you're blessed enough to have your own business but um, so again I, I think uh, you know when you look, when you look at life um, you know you you just learn from other people's examples like you like I'm sure you're doing paying attention biggest thing we can do the best thing we can do is raise great human beings. And I think that's that's the most important thing we can do. Um, after that, if they're if they're uber successful and wealthy, that's that's okay. If they if they have a if they have a if they're they're a teacher or a, a garbage man and they love what they do, that's 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 great as well, right? So yeah, um, absolutely. It's, life's too short to do anything you're miserable doing. So, yeah, for sure. But, uh, and and when when you see uh, placement in jobs too, when you when you see you know I'm sure you see all different values, core values, and in, in, in businesses you're placing people in, or values of somebody that's looking for a job that maybe can't find those values. How, how how important do you feel that is? And and tell me about your core values and 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 your business and, and what and how you guys look at that. You know, it's interesting. Like I mean, obviously, you know, values clearly are important. You know, when we were smaller, I never really like never thought too much of that, right? Like it was pretty simple. Like just, you know, work hard and don't be an asshole, right? It is sort of what we're <laughs> about. Um, you know, and then, you know, over the past, you know, as we grew, we started to put them together and, and you know, we talked about, you know, leading with, you know, being, you know, empathetic, you know, high integrity, being resilient, you know, being, you know, just being able to, you know, kind of, you know, get the job done, innovative, all these different kind of buzzwords that quite, quite frankly, you know, everybody else sort of talks about. So we are going through, it is obviously part of the EOS process, but, you know, it's sort of an exercise we've talked a lot about over the last, you know, month or two. And, and, and you know, there's a pretty good chance we go back to where we originally were, like, you know, work hard, do right by your clients and don't be an asshole, right? So it, <laughs> I like I like it. You know, my, I, I, uh, and I, I had a thing and, uh, that uh, it's, it's even a little more blunt than that, but you know, I have a no dickhead rule in my business because I don't, that's not li- listed in our, in our, val- in our core values, right. but, but basically, um, you know, we, in our businesses, we, you know, we really want people to have passion over what they do and treat people well and respect other people. And, uh, you know, you, you can't have people that, uh, you know, that, that are, that, that don't treat other people, you know, yeah. as well as they want to be treated. It always makes me laugh when, you know, some people you'll see out there, um, they treat people terrible. And yet when they're treated bad, you know, they're, they're the, they're the, for the worst, you know, the, yep. the, the first to, to cry the loudest, right? And uh, you just can't have that in a good culture. You need great, you know, great people that care about other people, work hard, and have a passion to 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 carry on. But yeah, funny. But it, but it's it is simple. It's not that difficult. I mean, and and they have four or five core values makes sense if if if, if you're if you're talking about an industry and stuff. And and we you know we have five actually, and they all kind of say the same thing though, right? Accountability is number one for us. Safety, you know, safety in our industry is a big deal. Um, so safe safety is so important for us. 
but to be passionate about what we do is something we we demand. If you're not passionate, then you know we want you we want to help you find something else because our customers um, need to be treated well. And if you're if you're passionate about treating them well, um, they're going to feel it, right? And delivering delivering uh, delivering exceptional experiences is really important to us and continuous improvement. So they all kind of say a lot of the same stuff. But uh, you know you need to drive you know, drive values, um, and your EOS system will do that too. So that that'll be exciting for you. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, hey man, uh, Chris, uh, I got Chris on our producer, and I always like to finish up Matt with uh, you know kind of what he's picked up on as far as uh, secrets to success, and and uh, um, you know the, the 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 coolest things he finds listening on the outside. Uh, Chris, what do you got there, brother? Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much, Matt, for spending some time with us. This is really sure. illuminating. Um, I, I really enjoyed your perspective on the current state of uh, you know, the economy. You, you sound like an economist uh, to me. So I, I would say, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, you, you sound pretty qualified to me. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of great uh, insights um, to differentiate in the recruiting space. Offer that high-level, high-touch approach that'll, that'll really, um, you know, help keep those relationships strong. Um, you you really stress like relationship sales. Um, I, I don't think you said this word for word, so I'm paraphrasing. But you said relationship sales will beat any sales force. Basically, you know, um, you have giant sales force, but if you have that good relationship, that's gonna uh, win every time. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I, I loved, uh, how you mentioned, uh, go ahead, Gary. Oh, and I would say with that, Chris, I, I, I really heard, you know, consultive relate consultive sales and consult consultive relationships really equates to more than sales. When he, when he, when, when Matt's doing what he's doing, in my opinion, on the consultative side, man, that that's better than any type of, you know, sales force you can have. If you can deliver uh, a product where you're consulting to their, your customer, making them better, not thinking about yourself first. I mean, you're, that, that's better than a, a Salesforce selling the same old thing that everybody else is selling, right? No. Yeah, amen. Um, I, I loved uh, your point on maintaining just the perfect level of stubbornness to uh, achieve success as an entrepreneur. I think we all just, you know, nope, I'm just going to keep doing it until this works. Damn it. Um, you, you said you guys have uh, seen a lot of benefit from the entrepreneur operating system. Um, you know, your, your goal right now is to double your business in, in five years or so, and, and the operating system, EOS, uh, will, uh, sounds like it's playing a, a big part in uh, reaching that goal. Yeah, um, I hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, YPO gives you an unfair advantage with the people you'll meet and experiences you'll have. So, you know, I think that's just an incredible achievement to uh, even qualify for YPO and then to engage with it and you know, really see the, the fruits of, of that time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even outside of all this, the, the best thing you can do is raise great human beings, you know, whether, whether entrepreneurs or you know, teachers or garbage men, as, as Gary said. As long as they're great human beings, um, and my my final one, uh, which I love, which was kind of a distillation of of your uh, core values, was work hard, do right by your clients, and don't be an asshole or a dickhead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're still in by right yep. now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Matt, Matt, where can people uh, find out more about you and uh, Hirewell? And yeah, yeah. So you know, we're we're you know in our business LinkedIn is kind of our medium. We've got our whole teams on there, so you know you can follow me. Uh, emails Matt at Hirewell.com, but our website's you know Hirewell.com. So yeah, we're we're around. You can you can find us. So we're, you know, we're always happy to chat. Appreciate you being on Dish Digger CEO. And uh, until next time, see ya. All right, thanks guys. See you, Gary. See you, Chris. Bye. If you enjoy this show, please share with anyone else you think will find value here. And please go to our website, ditchdiggerceo.com, for show notes, links, video clips, and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom. Don't forget to follow me on social media at ditchdiggerceo. Watch them as they left to you.